and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. So I've mentioned this the last two weeks, but our prophetic phrase for 2021 was transformed. You see it on our wall. It's been out in our lobbies when it's not covered in Christmas decorations. If you go to the bathroom, you're going to see it in the bathroom. We've plastered it all over um, our building. And leadership felt like this theme was whispered to the heart of Destiny Church. And it was a foretelling of what God was going to do in us and through us in the year of 2021. So at the start of 2021, when we asked the Lord, when this became our heart's cry as a church, as a body, maybe you did, but I know that I didn't, uh, recognize how that request was a dangerous request. Transformation. You know, maybe you're in the building and you're reflecting on 2021. When you look back on 2021, you're like, man, I I walked through some things this year. Maybe that's you. Maybe it was in your family. Maybe it was in work, relationships. I don't know. But you walked through some trials and you walked through some difficulty. And the reason I know that that's probably the case for a lot of you in the room is because that was our prayer. Transform. And we would love for transformation to magically and mystically fall on us. And we walk into 2022 totally transformed and have no idea how it happens. But if you've been following the Lord for any amount of time, you know that, the, that God works through process, right? So if we're going to experience transformation, he's going to develop things in us through process, a lot of times through trial, right? And, and as I continue to go through his word again and again and again, Rejoice when you go through trial. Consider it pure joy when you walk through trial because God's using it to develop something in you. You know, James talks about that. James exhorts us, consider all you walked through this year, pure joy. Rejoice, God used this year to develop something in you. So in efforts to honor what we started with this transform conversation, we are concluding the year with the series we've titled Transform, Cradle, Cross, crown in our transform graphics, you'll see three emblems or or three symbols at the top of this. And it's a cradle, it's a cross, and it's a crown. And not only do these three symbols uh, briefly tell the gospel story, but these three emblems, they uh, represent the transformation that Christ has makes way for us to experience. So what we did in kind of chewing on what do we want this end of the year series to look like, we took those three emblems and we use them as the framework for this series. You know, we visit each one. Week one, we visited the cradle, and we took a look at, we reflected on the grandeur, the gravitas of God. Job tells us that he sets the boundaries of the sea, and that same God took on the cradle, right? Uh, we moved on the week two, we fixed our eyes. We moved our eyes from the cradle to the cross and we reflected on the cross. What does the cross tell us about God? What does it mean for us? How is it catalytic to our own transformation? And we reflected on the veil that was torn when Christ gave up his spirit on the cross. And today, week three, we move on to the crown. And it's a shorter message today. We're going to end with some worship at the end of service. But over this short message I want to elaborate on, what significance does the crown possess? What does it tell us about God and how is it relevant for us today? So our key scripture for the day is found in John 18. And we visited this moment in time last week. Jesus is talking with Pilate. We blitzed through it. 
but Jesus is having a conversation with Pilate. This is right before his crucifixion. And I just kind of want to drop down into this conversation for a moment. It says this, John 18, verse 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom, it's not of this world. Pilate said, so you are a king. And Jesus responded, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. Come on, let's pray and then we'll jump into this. Father, we love you so much. So grateful for the opportunity to gather in your house, to fix our eyes on you, to give you praise, honor, and glory, but also to heed your word. Father, I pray that you would till the soil of our hearts in this moment through the power of your spirit. Allow our hearts to be fertile ground to receive the seed of your word. Let it grow to produce fruit in our lives. We don't just want to hear your word. If we do that, we're deceiving ourselves. We want to live it out. Transform us through your word. And God, I pray that this church would foster kids in Jesus' name. Amen. So when I was a kid, I was gifted a pair of brown corduroy pants. I just now realized today I'm wearing a black corduroy shirt, unfortunately. So I didn't think this through, but, or, or maybe I thought it through better than I thought or even recognized. I had these brown pants and I don't know, there was something about these pants that when I slipped these bad boys on, maybe magic is too strong of a word, but something happened when I put these on. It was like I would slip on these brown corduroy pants and all of a sudden I was cool as Brian from the Backstreet Boys. That's what it felt like. Slip them on, look in the mirror. You are my fire. When I would slip on these brown pants, it was like I was equipped with everything I needed to be the sixth member of NSYNC. Okay, just to be fair, I like the Backstreet Boys better. Anyone Backstreet people in the room? Come on. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not ashamed to say it. These brown corduroy pants, they made me feel cool. They did. And uh, because they made me feel so cool, I had one option, wear them every day. And I wore them every day. Sister, can you testify? Yes, sir. <laughs> I love these pants. But something tragic happened. I wore them so much, so consistently, so often, that the knees began to get holes. And this is before holes in the jeans were cool. This means that they were ruined. And I'm thinking, oh no, what am I gonna do? I'm losing my sauce, losing my magic. My, my, my source of significance, right? Here it is. I was devastated. It's just like, I don't dance and sing the same when I don't wear them, you know. <laughs> So in a desperate act to save my source of significance, the clothing that filled me with confidence and coolness, I come up with the grand idea. No, no, no. These can be salvaged. These can be saved. I just got to put them on backwards <laughs> because the backs of them were good. And if, they're, if I'm wearing them backwards, you can't see the holes in the back, right? This is a perfect plan. So I slip them on backwards. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. 
I prance on outside like any other normal day, going to the backyard. And literally to this day, my family still makes fun of me for wearing the brown pants and it hurts my feelings, okay? (laughs) What is it about us humans? We're so desperate to find our fit. We're so desperate to stay relevant, to partner with things that makes us, make us feel like we're actually somebody or something of importance. We love to be seen. We love to be respected. We don't even realize it, but how often are we leaning ourselves into the material things of the world, hoping that it'll satisfy something in our soul? We lean into Lean into these material things, expecting to find some sort of fulfillment. If we're not careful, these earthly cravings can develop into earthly appetites that will cause us to compromise everything to satisfy the urges of our flesh. And I think that the danger is sometimes in the earth of these earthly things, we turn from the heavenly because we can't serve two masters. I think what we've come to realize is is there's two kingdoms and we got to choose one. And there's an earthly kingdom where you and me are, we get to play king and get to satisfy our cravings and do what we want and lean into things that we think will provide us joy and fill the hole in our heart. Or we can submit ourselves to a king who's greater than us, a king who's not of this world and partake in a heavenly kingdom. So I guess my question for y'all this morning is, To which kingdom do you belong? John the Baptist, he says something really interesting. Uh, Before Jesus is baptized, before he's announced, John the Baptist is in the wilderness and he's, through his words, is kind of paving the way for the Messiah to come. And I want to go to Matthew 3 and I want to look at these verses because I think it's really interesting. It says, in those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching And his message was this, pay attention to his words, it's important. Repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom, everybody say kingdom, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent of your sins, turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Then the scripture goes on to say the prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, so the prophet Isaiah was talking about John when he said this, he is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. John's writing that there's going to be someone in the wilderness who's shouting, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. But when we look at John the Baptist's words, those weren't his words. His words were, repent of your sin, turn to God, the kingdom of heaven is near. Isaiah said he'd say, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. Yet the scriptures demand, no, 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 John was fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah. When Isaiah prophesied about a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, clear the road for him. John didn't say, prepare the way for the Lord, clear the road for him. John said, repent of your sins and turn to God. John is essentially saying, your heart is a habitat for heaven. Don't let anything else in there. Clear the way, clear the path. The kingdom of heaven is near. 
How do you clear the road? Repentance, turning to God. Repenting and turning from your sin is what it looks like to come to Jesus. Repenting is how we welcome the kingdom of heaven, of which whom Christ is king. Paul talks about this in his letters to the Philippian church. It says this in Philippians 3, verse 17. He said, dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. Can you imagine being so confident in your own holiness, in your own following of Jesus, that you actually have the confidence to command a body of believers to follow Jesus like you follow him? But that's what he did. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes. I think we can read this and see that Paul's writing this with conviction. Paul's writing this with passion. So much so he's weeping as he writes the letter. I say it again with tears in my eyes that there are many whose conduct shows that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things and they think only about this earthly kingdom. They think only about this life here on earth. But then he infuses us with a powerful truth. He says, but we are citizens of heaven. Our conduct is different. Our king is different. We're not living for life on this earth. We're motivated. We're empowered by something else. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own because this earth isn't our final destination. There's more. He says he will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Church is citizens of heaven. That's our identity. Jesus followers, citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Our appetite is different. As citizens of heaven, our conduct is different. Paul presents us with some incredible clarity on what it means to have faith in Christ, to live as a citizen of heaven, as a member of the kingdom of heaven through the power of the Holy Spirit. When you place faith in Christ, Christ inhabits your heart through the power of the Spirit. As citizens of heaven, we have the Spirit of God at work on the inside of us. So our conduct should look different. Our words should look different. Our actions should look different. We should lay hands on people and see them healed. We should prophesy a message from God. We're full of the Spirit of God. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in me and at work within you. Come on, it's about time we started living as a company of kingdom people. When we're part of the kingdom, our lives should look different. Our conduct should look different. We got the power of God in us. Paul writes about it in Romans 8. He says this, he says, and Christ lives in you. This is, this is why we use that language. Have you invited Jesus into your heart? Christ inhabits me and he inhabits you. 
and Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Wow. Come on, as as kingdom people, we have the spirit of God on the inside of us. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do because there's a different power on the inside of us. There's there's something else we're receiving power from. Our conduct's going to be different. We're kingdom people. You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. If you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power, come on, someone say power. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So Paul continues to elaborate on through faith in Christ, what Christ does in us, what he does through us. He says, so you haven't received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Before you were bound by what people thought, before you were insecure, before you lived to please man, but you don't have that spirit of fear anymore. Now you live to please God. Now you got a new boldness. Now you have a new anointing. Now you have a spiritual gifting on your life. We're kingdom people. You've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father for his spirit joins with our spirit. Are y'all hearing this? Woo! His spirit joins with my spirit. Come on, as kingdom people, our lives are going to look different. We're going to live different. His spirit joins with our spirit to affirm we are his children. And since we are his children, we're his heirs. Come on, we're kingdom people. We're a company of kingdom people. We are, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. What this means is as people of Destiny Church, as a company of kingdom people, when we walk around, there should be an aroma of God's glory. We carry something. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Here's what we need to grab hold of. Through faith in the finished work of the cross, when when we invite Christ to become Lord of our life, when we invite Christ to inhabit our hearts, like Romans says, Christ lives in us through the power of the Spirit. When the King of Kings takes up residence in our spirit, His Spirit joins with our spirit, and we become heirs of God's glory. We become heavenly royalty. Amen. Christ marks us with His Spirit and empowers us with His Spirit to live as citizens of heaven here on earth. The establishment of the kingdom of heaven is happening in us and through us. So through faith in Christ, through the power of his spirit at work within us, we're we're a company of kingdom people. And as we go into 2022, I want to prophesy over this body. We're going to begin to live in the power of the spirit of God. People are going to recognize 
that this body is a company of kingdom people. Through the Spirit, we're gonna see people put to death their sinful deeds. Through the power of the Spirit, we're gonna see people experience more joy, more peace, more self-control, more kindness, more goodness, more faithfulness. Through the power of the Spirit, we're gonna see people filled with the Spirit. We're gonna see people heal. We're gonna see people prophesy. We're gonna see people operate with a new boldness as they carry the gospel message forward. 2021, it allowed us to experience the transformation to set the foundation for what we're going to build upon in 2022. 2022 is going to be about living out the transformation that we've walked through, living out uh, the transformation we've experienced as a company of kingdom people. So the question is, to which kingdom do you belong? Are you living for an earthly kingdom or do you understand that the kingdom we're a part of, the the kingdom for which our Lord exists, the kingdom that our King belongs to is not of this world. So we are gonna stop living for the things of this world and we are gonna begin to live as a company of kingdom people. All the earthly things we've clung to, all the things we've relied on to build and establish this little earthly kingdom of ours where, where we're the King, 2022 is the year we lay down our crowns. 2022 is the year we recognize Christ as king of our lives and begin to live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven because we're a company of kingdom people. Come on, let's stand to our feet. You know, we were supposed to take time this morning, was kind of talking with, you know, leadership from our other campus and just discussing what do we want the service to look like and we were gonna take time for families to pray with one another and and I just, I came in this morning and I was just kind of looking over the message and, and, and going through the message, but listening to the worship song and they're playing Oceans and I just really felt like as if we're gonna be a, a company of kingdom people living life by the spirit of God, sometimes the spirit puts scary things in your heart to do, right? He, he urges you to do things that require faith. And I just felt impressed that there were people who God is prompting you, he's been prompting you and it's time to step out. It's time to submit to the spirit of God. So there was like two or three people in in first service and that's where they were at. But maybe you're in this room and you know that the spirit of God has been gnawing at your heart to take a step. I don't even know what that looks like, but I wanna pray with you this morning that this is the first step. Whatever you got, whatever you got, God, I'm yours. I'm not living for myself anymore. I'm not putting my best interest in mind in front of me. I'm going to, whatever you're putting in my heart to do. And if there would be a couple people, I just want to take time to pray with you. If God has been prompting you, I want to invite you down into these altars right now. Let's let's dim the lights. I want to pray. Father, we come to you right now. Desperate, hungry, thirsty to live a life that honors and glorifies you. Holy Spirit, awaken our souls. Connect us with our creator. It's deep, cries out to deep. We want to do what you have for us. You created us with good plans in mind. We want to step into the good plans that you have for us. So Spirit, come. 
speak to us, whisper to our hearts, prompt us, but then give us the courage to step into those things. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.